As service members, it's our job to do the right thing. Step up and be a leader. The chairman of the Joint Chiefs voices concern over America's cybersecurity. Women in the military. We go live to the Pentagon for an update on DOD efforts to open more positions to women. And two Army National Guard units are given a surprise mission to kick off 2015. Welcome to DOD News Now. I'm Petty Officer Alec Jacobs. Chairman of the Joint Chiefs, General Martin Dempsey, is calling the cyber domain a level playing field with no U.S. advantage when it comes to defending against a cyber attack. Appearing on Fox News Sunday, the chairman said the recent hacking of Sony Pictures demonstrates the need for stronger cyber laws. Cyber can be incredibly destructive. It can be disruptive, it can disrupt, and it can destroy. And it can destroy hardware, it can, it can, uh, it can disable critical infrastructure, which could lead to loss of life. Uh, and I think those capabilities are out there. And, you know, we have, in every domain, Chris, we generally uh, uh, enjoy a significant military advantage. But we have peer competitors in cyber. General Dempsey said the safety of the cyber domain requires the government and the private sector to share information on the frequency of cyber attacks and their signatures. Women make up 15% or more than 203,000 members of the U.S. military, and the DOD is actively opening positions to females that were previously limited to males. Our own Corporal Jonathan Herrera is at the Pentagon with more on those efforts. So since the beginning of 2013, the Defense Department has worked to open 71,000 positions to female service members. At the time, top DOD officials removed the direct ground combat definition and assignment rule, which had previously limited the jobs available to women. We spoke with Juliet Baylor, the Director of Office Enlisted Personnel Management, and she explained more about the DOD's efforts. We determined that the time had come to do away with the direct ground combat rule and open all positions to women instead. So the goal is to expand opportunities to ensure that um, all service members are, uh, are eligible to serve in any capacity based on their abilities and their qualifications and to remove those old gender-based barriers to service that no longer made sense. In the last decade, more than 280,000 women have deployed in support of operations in Iraq and Afghanistan. DOD leaders say the goal is to open all positions to women by January of 2016. Live from the Pentagon, Corporal Jonathan Herrera, back to you in the studio. Thank you, Corporal Herrera. Effective today, leadership is in place for a new DOD office that consolidates the Prisoner of War Missing Personnel Office and the Joint Personnel Accounting Command. Pentagon Press Secretary Rear Admiral John Kirby says the move comes at the direction of Defense Secretary Chuck Hagel, who has always made finding, recovering, and identifying missing service members a top priority. This new agency will centralize all communications with family members of the missing, streamline the identification process, centralize budgetary resources, improve the search, recovery, and identification process, and develop proposals to expand public and private partnerships. Rear Admiral Michael Franken has been tapped to head up that office. Admiral Kirby also says labs associated with those offices will be consolidated. Two Army National Guard aviation units reported for routine weekend drills recently in the Nevada desert. But as Sergeant Shane Klistinski reports, the exercise turned out to be anything but routine. 
When the aviation soldiers of 189th Heavy Lift and 168th Medevac reported for their first drill of 2015, they got an actual life-and-death mission. A constant challenge for any command team is providing worthwhile training that will prepare junior leadership to deal with real-world situations. And a major component of today's training is pressure. The Chinook and Black Hawk helicopters these aviation units fly provide troop transport and medevac support for soldiers in wartime. In peacetime, they can both serve in an emergency response role as part of their domestic operations. On their way to the rescued site, both units learned that their mission was, in fact, a training exercise. But prior to that reveal, junior leadership planned and prepared the mission feeling the real stress that comes from a real mission. I learned quite a bit about how to handle these, the pressures that you may uh, run into. I learned a little bit about things that I can improve as a leader. Our whole unit worked very well together, and we made the mission happen. Reporting for the 106 Public Affairs Detachment, I'm Army Staff Sergeant Shane Klistinski. Seventy Oklahoma National Guardsmen made history Friday when they returned home after seven months in Afghanistan. This group of soldiers represents the last group of Oklahoma soldiers that are in Afghanistan or Iraq. Now, I think that's remarkable. While overseas, they provided artillery support for coalition forces and security for the U.S. base in Kabul. It's an unreal feeling. I mean, it just it's kind of hasn't settled in yet that I'm actually home and not over there anymore. More than 13,000 Oklahomans have deployed to Afghanistan since the war began there more than a decade ago. And that's it for this edition of DOD News Now. For more on the stories you've been watching, go online to defense.gov. And don't forget to check out the DOD Facebook and Twitter page. I'm Petty Officer Alec Jacobs. Keep it right here for the latest in DOD news.